and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit podcast, last one for this week. And we try extra hard when we get to Thursday. We're live in the one thirty hour Eastern time. If you're with us on the live uh, platform arenas, it's Italian. It's plural yeah. for platforms. Um, okay. I uh, I was in the other room and I I looked up the uh, the lyrics and I thought, you know, maybe maybe I can maybe I can make something out of this. Maybe I can do it. I'm not done. This is a work in progress. Can, can I just test this out on you here? Sure. And by the way, this was a number one song, Big Bad John, for Jimmy Dean. I think it was 1961. Big hit. Huge hit. Huge hit. And uh, uh, Jimmy Dean's one of those forgotten people. You know, he's never hear of him. If you ever watch the RFD network, which is one of those the forgotten channels, they have um, old episodes of the Jimmy Gene, and it's just fucking wild. You mm. should really, and you realize that was the first show that a Muppet ever appeared on, right? In now, the of history course, of television, when, when he appeared in Rebel Without a Cause, Jimmy yeah. Dean, different, different, really changed. Different. That was, different. That was oh. James Dean, different <laughs> fellow. All right, well, so when James Dean started making sausage no no that's that's the first guy you were talking about that was jimmy dean but but didn't he marry dolly parton later in life uh, no that that didn't happen that's not true at all carl it's Mm -hmm. carl dean carl dean yeah yeah okay okay here we go let's just see if we can i'm just i'm just playing around here this Mm -hmm. is not to be taken too seriously all right Mm -hmm. right here we go Every morning of our lives, you wish he was done. He stood six foot one and weighed 271. Kind of slumped to the shoulder and blubbery at the hip. And until now, you didn't give no lip to Fat Don. <laughs> fat Don. <laughs> Big Fat Don. Big Fat Don. Mar-a-Lago was the place Don was really calling home because he drifted into town and he stayed all alone. He'd never ever say he was quiet and shy. He called and called it, sir, if you only wanted to say hi. It was well known he came from a place called Queens. Other candidates fought him. I think it was 17. All his slurs and his insults, they really began. That little Marco and Ryan said to the promised land. All right, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do I have something there or do I have nothing? Uh, Big Fat Don. Big Fat Don. Big Fat Don is what we're looking at there. Did you ever figure out his BMI? Shit, I don't know. It's well into the 30s. It's uh, I think it's in morbidly obese territory. Just morbid will. will yeah. <laughs> All right. Our first topic today is who is America's most corrupt judge? And it's it's down to only two people. All right. It's what are my two choices? Two. All right. Uh, your first choice is Judge Juan Mershon. All right. Uh, who's overseeing 
the uh, Trump case in New York, Trump says he hates me. He hates me. He hates my wife. He hates my family. Uh, his daughter worked for uh, Kamala. You like the way he can still get the racism in there after all these years? Well, still- you have to. You have to admire it. You really do. And now we learned that he, uh, this judge, you ready, donated, there's a big story here, he donated to the uh, Trump and Biden campaigns. This is a supposedly Republican-appointed judge or something. But you know what he did? He gave $35 to their campaign. 35 whole dollars, huh? $35, yep. They were able to buy a couple pizzas with that, I'm thinking. There you go. There you go. So he's got to go, right? He's that's, corrupt. That's, he, can't, he can't fairly run this trial, right? Option one, Juan Marchand. All right, go to option two, which I think is probably going to be more favorable. Uh, Clarence Thomas, who even if you knew nothing about the story that we're about to tell, if you haven't seen this yet, even if you knew nothing about this, he would already be – at the top of the list, right? Right. He starts with a huge lead. Yeah. Um, and uh, associated with his wife and oh god. Helping to overthrow the government and you know when the cases come before the Supreme Court, it's an 8 to 1 vote against Trump. The only one pro Trump is him. Yeah. Hmm. It's happened a couple times. All right, so ProPublica and they come up with a major investigative report about all kinds of stuff every uh, every few weeks. Turns out that Clarence Thomas has been getting wined and dined and been going on luxury vacations for years, courtesy of some billionaire Republican donor named Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow. He goes on these cruises and Tahiti and the whole thing. And he never includes any of these trips on his financial disclosure statements, which violates a law that requires justices, judges, members of Congress, and federal officials to disclose most gifts. Although I'm not sure whether, since the Supreme Court has no ethics rules, none whatsoever, that anything matters because nothing matters, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For more than two decades, two decades now, Clarence Thomas makes $285,000 as a Supreme Court justice. It doesn't make you a super rich person, but it's enough to, to get by. But it has nothing to do with being able to go to the kind of places that, that he went courtesy of this big Republican piece of shit. Um, so, at Brit, who is the most corrupt judge in America? Is it Clarence oh, Thomas or is it Judge Marchand? Let me think. Is it uh, the Jay Walker or the murderer? Huh. huh. Who's worse? There. This is one of the, the things that I hold against George Herbert Walker Bush, the late George H. Walker Bush. Uh, the whole, the festation of fucking Clarence Thomas on this country now for three decades. Uh, and then, of course, the the sideshow that brought him into the Supreme Court, all of that, that has been a oozing pussy wound on America, as I mentioned, for more than three decades now. 
Uh, back to Judge Marchand, of course, CNN, because they're so fair now, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that I think broke this story about Judge Marchand and uh, Ellie Honig, who is their lead legal guy now, since uh, Jeffrey Cuban was murdered and buried at sea a couple of years ago. Making any political contribution of any size could be problematic. And what that really means is, God, you fucking give the Trump lawyers a reason to keep delaying and delaying and delaying. You know, that's all this is about, because obviously 35, it's, it's nothing. But it's everything, Britt. Yeah. You know that. It's everything. It's proof. It's proof. No, that's, uh, again, the murderer's row of lawyers that Donald Trump has working for him now. He's ended up with the, I would call him the bad news bears. It would be an insult to Walter Matthau. Uh, That list of idiots that he's got that's bumbling around. God almighty. Judge Marchand has a reputation of being a fair down the middle judge. However, donating to a defendant's political rival can cause the appearance of a conflict, even when there is none. And isn't that all that matters? Just the, the appearance. appearance. Because yeah. the facts and the track record and the reality, they mean nothing, right? Yeah. And this creates an unforced error in this case involving Trump, says Karen Friedman, another CNN analyst and a, another former prosecutor in the Manhattan District Attorney's office. So. CNN says if the judge doesn't recuse himself, Trump's lawyers could take it to the state appeals court. And they don't even care if they win or not. It just wastes time. That's all that matters, because one day Trump will be dead. You'll be dead. I'll be dead. (laughs) It won't matter. But if Trump can get by and push all this out, that's all that this is about. But let's not take our uh, eye off the big ball. Here, here, and here in Atlanta and at Mar-a-Lago, the crime scene, and of course in Washington, where it's all happening with Prosecutor Jack Smith, who uh, somehow got Mike Pence to decide, yeah, pretty good idea. I think I'm going to give up the ghost now. Finally. (laughs) Going to do what I need to do here now. So. Again, we can get sidetracked by these kinds of stories, which obviously we just did. But I uh, I go into the weekend fully confident that uh, just like in uh, all of our favorite Bugs Bunny, Warner Brothers cartoons, the Roadrunner ones, eventually the anvil is going to fall. Yeah. Is going to fall on the coyote's head. And it's falling right now. And there's nothing the coyote can do. The coyote can do whatever. The coyote can step aside. The coyote can order uh, all kinds of protection from the Acme company. But this time, they're going to get him. They are going to get him. If he he ordered those uh, attorneys off of Acme, he actually got them off of Wish. Because they suck a a bunch of balls. I'm telling you, I don't I don't think you can really overestimate how bad these people are. As far as Taco Pina, if your freedom is ever up for grabs and your liberty and you you're like, eh, I'm done. I'd like to get away from my wife and family. Here's your guy. 
Taco Pina is your guy. He makes it pretend like you're putting up a defense, but in fact, you're really dooming yourself to prison. Yeah, I don't think he's the lead guy anymore. Jeez. It's hard to know. Again, they're letting they, him have too much. Yeah. yeah. Just letting him get out there. They're letting so. him have too much, and he sat right at the table with that big, stupid Flintstones head of his, <laughs> and they're letting him yak still. I mean, this guy, everybody else in the class hates him. But Trump likes him because he's a loudmouth fool. It'll go out there and no matter how stupid the precept is, he'll defend Donald John Trump every single time. All right. Other topics here today include Iowa LSU Biden gate. Oh, boy. Um, a trifecta of Wisconsin, North Carolina and Tennessee. Jeez. Uh, can kids see Mrs. Doubtfire? In a world where drag shows, and drag, that's a question that's being asked right now, mm. among other great works of art, yeah. uh, not just, you know, are we going to parade in a life-size uh, statue of life-size size statue of uh, David and the kids will be corrupted forever? True. Oh, I got to tell you, that David, I tell you, that, guy, that guy was built wasn't he can't say he yeah we can't right. you can't say anything about that that's for sure that's was, that's for sure he was ripped you know yeah he may have skipped leg day but he was you know it's yeah. fine it's fine uh you know if the daily mail was around then they would have said david has great pins he does he's got great you can see how he took down that goliath thing there yeah, yeah. uh the great republican disconnect also another topic so lsu mm -hmm. iowa biden gate North Carolina, Wisconsin, Tennessee, <sighs> the great Republican disconnect, or can the kids see the Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire? Doubtfire. Uh, let's do the LSU or uh, Iowa controversy. Probably the most, it's going to turn out to be one of the most consequential women's college basketball games of all time. Unfortunately, for maybe the wrong reasons. Yeah. I think they said more than 9 million people at some point tuned into this game. No, they're big number. No, there's, there's no denying they, they, uh, they got big numbers because you had about, uh, you had a couple days there of all kinds of uh, hype and, and just unbelievable highlights of uh, of Ms. Clark just oh, draining yeah. them from, you know, like no, nobody can do that except I truly, maybe, I truly believe Steph Curry. she's like Steph Curry, right? I, I kind of think Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark could be the bird and magic. Of no the doubt WNBA. about it. I think that that could be the could thing. Be. And it, I, I believe that could happen. Now, which one will be the bird and which one will be the magic? I can't oh, I will out. just I'll just let you figure that out. <laughs> All right. So it turns out that uh, and if you follow the story uh, during the championship game, uh, Angel Reese made a couple of uh, gestures that under normal circumstances are the kind of that they go on all the time. But depending on who you listen to, she didn't just give the gestures. She chased, she chased um, Ms. Clark to do it in her face, which seems to be left out of some of the stories, but okay. So that was too much. And she moves into the category then by some people of being, how should we say it, uppity. Uh, even though Ms. Clark on the uh, Iowa team 
is just as obnoxious in her own way, apparently, and has oh, yeah. uh, been going around taunting and trash talking herself. But this was the championship game. This is the one that everyone was watching. So it's just like it's whoever hits second is the one that gets in trouble. <laughs> the right? retaliation always gets out. Yeah. 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 All right. So the game's over. LSU wins. And um, Jill Biden opens her mouth and essentially plays the uh, everybody gets a participation trophy card by saying, you know, they're all so good. Both teams were so good. Let's invite both of them to the White House, which causes an instant backlash, as it should have. There was no it was the dumbest thing. You talk about an unforced error. It, it makes no sense because, of course, in the history of all of this showing up at the White House to uh, get congratulations from a president after a win, whether it's a college team or, or a pro team, it's always only the winning team. So to bring in the concept, even the remotest idea that, well, it was a really close game and everybody tried really hard, so we don't want to make anybody feel bad and let everybody know that if you try hard, it's not who wins or loses, it's how you play the game. Oh, my God. No. No. And uh, Jill Biden backed away from it fairly quickly. And the uh, White House and the uh, folks on the uh, Bidens, uh, they kind of lied and made it seem like she really didn't invite them directly. She was just talking about it. <sighs> OK. And we're to the point now where the LSU team had said, fuck it, we're not going either. We don't even want to go. The winning team said, we're not going to go now. <laughs> we're not going to go. Well, that's that's now changed, and now the LSU team is going to go. So your question is, is Angel Reese the star of the team? Is she going to be going? Answer, I don't know, because she's being very unforgiving of Joe Biden. You can't unring that bell. You said it. Yeah. You said it. And uh, this is much worse than Melania Trump ever did anything that ever she ever did. So much worse. Right. Right. Worse, <laughs> worse than, this could cost the election. That's it. It's over. This could cost the election. If you I don't, you, I don't me, know. I will never invite a losing team ever. I don't, I don't know what Dr. Biden was looking for. Some kind of beer summit moment where she stands between them and then lifts both of their arms uh, skyward so that everything's don't okay. It. Don't analyze it. Oh, you can. It's okay. It's stupid. It's, it's, stupid it's okay. I mean, I, I have no idea what was going on there, but there's no win there. None. Zero. All right. Enough of that. Well, I hope everything gets worked out. Oh, wait a minute. The, the part where you missed the part where Angel Reese said, Shit, fuck it, we'll go to the Obamas. Yeah. That, was, that was a great well, You're right, Britt. I, I, I forgot. I, I needed to turn this into a complete racial thing for nothing. Yes, that's right. Michelle Obama understands winners. Oh, and by she's the way, a, the Obama's still occupying the White House, as you know. So there, there, as she said, well, we'll go to the White House as long as you have the Obamas there to greet us. I'll go to I'll go to a Seven Eleven parking lot in Silver Springs with the Obamas, and I'd rather do that than go to the White House. So, yeah, yeah. it's horrible. All right, uh, can kids see Mrs. Doubtfire? 
Are they allowed? In the wake of all of the uh, the transgender and uh, the yeah. drag show bans and all that and, shit. And that's b- going before on. we get into this, the one thing I really thought of that's really current, although it's not really current, but he's still around and he still does the character every once in a while, is is the church lady still allowed to exist? <laughs> the great Dana Carvey. I mean, it's a it's truly one of the great characters in the history of Saturday Night Live and just in a comedy in general. And it and it, it worked from the first second that he did that on that show. It it really did. It was, it's it's a conundrum for conservatives because it's a person in a dress, but also they're very judgmental. So it's it's very it's but they tough. are religious. It's a religious character, Britt. They might like yeah, it. Yeah, but I think maybe they're making fun of religion. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, women were not allowed to perform on stage in England until 1660. So that meant Shakespeare's plays were originally all men with men dressed up as women. Yeah for the uh, women's part. So again, uh, making America great again isn't about taking us back to the, the 50s. It's no. about taking us back to the uh, early 17th century in England, right? Can't well, have it. If you think about it, Romeo and Juliet are about a couple of pubescent folks that get in trouble and have to get, they want to get married. So I think that's right down the conservative alley. I think that's a something that, and when they can't, they just kill themselves. Well, don't, you, right think, down the conservative- you, wait, don't you think if, you know, if, if Romeo and Juliet did live in California or New York or even North Carolina, where you can still get an abortion. Yeah. Things might have been a little bit different for them. Might, right? might have been might have been just a little different there. You'd never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the state of Florida took issue with the video of a drag performer wearing a pasties and a G-string walking around a restaurant with a small girl. The performer said the girl's parents asked her to walk with her because it was her birthday. Florida's uh, complaint alleges the restaurant exposed minors to sexually explicit conduct that corrupts the public morals and outrages the sense of public decency. Restaurant says that didn't happen. Doesn't matter if it, it didn't happen. It sounds like the kind of thing that we're supposed to be outraged over, Britt. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm working up a good outrage. Give me give me 30 seconds. Jesus. On it goes. The administration of Ron DeSantis has threatened to remove the liquor licenses of a couple of other venues. These are uh, here's one. uh, I know you're this is a a small little nothing. It's called the Hyatt Regency Miami. Okay, And another theater in Orlando for hosting a drag queen Christmas. Again, these are these are people that supposedly hate big government and the governor of the state's going to pull like a liquor license. Yeah. That's nice. Well, you know, when I when I think about it, and I'm trying to, to drill down and get as uh, politically cynical as possible about everything. Remember, the uh, the Hyatt hotel chain is owned by the Pritzker family. And of okay. course, uh, Jay Pritzker is the governor of uh of illinois illinois one of the most successful governors in uh, is that jay pritzker uh, yeah that's him and he's okay. uh in, in excessively a very blue state right right very successful 
uh, except for Chicago. He's, <laughs> He's got a new mayor. Oh, right well, this new mayor is going to clean things up. Yeah. Part 70. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it just, uh, it's just a coincidence, I'm sure, that of all the major hotels and venues in, in Florida, he picked a Hyatt to go after. I'm just saying. Can't prove anything. It's just one of those those things that I. Well, he's still, you know, DeSantis is still smarting from getting outsmarted by uh, by Disney, getting outmaneuvered by those guys. So he's got to go. He's got to get a win. He wants a win. Yeah. You know, and I really think this is true. This this is really, really true. We were never afraid of our kids seeing anything, you know. We weren't. We never made a big deal of it. That's right, because you're sensible, logical people. You sure about that? <laughs> to a to a great extent, mm-hmm. I do. I, w- I wish Robin Williams were still but, alive. He, you, he could just if Robin Williams were still alive, he could just put the dress on and everything, and just go to every school and just dare people to throw him out. I think that would be fantastic. Have you have you watched or heard or or read about uh, Brooke Shields being out there? Because you know there's a there's a new documentary on her on, on, on Hulu and, and all the, the, the crap that she went through as a, yeah. as a kid yeah. making movies and, and being oogled by uh, everyone from Bob Hope yeah. to uh, <laughs> amazing how, <laughs> amazing how the same names come up over and over. We have to carry on the Gilbert Gottfried uh, tradition, Podcast, yeah, he's of, dead. Of, you know, the same five assholes show up uh, every time in, in uh, every story, well, she was. It was not only the guys ogling her; but it was like her her mom trafficking her, basically, right? Right, right. But uh, in the end, her mother actually, in a way, protected her. Okay, so she doesn't she doesn't hate her mother. Doesn't you know, her mother died about ten years ago? She was an alcoholic and yeah, and things of that sort. But my point here is to try to bring this around to what we're talking about now. If Brooke Shields wasn't completely ruined and didn't turn into a a badly adjusted freak show as an adult after what she was exposed to in person <laughs> as a kid, then I'm not really worried about any kid seeing some drag show now, which is basically done under the, the guise of comedy most of the time. And it's funny and it's it's laughter and it's it's singing and 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 things of that sort. You know more about these drag show events than i do but you go to a lot of them so oh you- yeah no yeah I'm, I'm in a lot of them so yeah sure yeah uh but yeah florida 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 yeah he's burying himself sadly or happily depending on what you think of ron DeSantis, and on the uh, other track of uh donald trump either suppose and by the way i th- i think the uh idea that he's raised all this money is uh, getting more um, circumspect all the time since the indictments came out. Cause I think now that now it's always $10 million. I don't think it is, um, but it's, <sighs> it's very clear. He's not ready for prime time from the beginning. When he came out there, everybody hoisted a lot of things upon him. It's great to be down there in the bubble of Florida. It's great to get your ass kicked, tw- kissed 24 seven when you're allowed, when the dumbasses and the old people are propping you up. But then when they roll you out on the big stage, 
and you just take a shit, it's extremely obvious. This guy was not ready for the big time. Well, but I don't, you know, comparatively speaking to other it candidates at the same stage in other years, he hasn't really fucked up that badly nationally. In fact, no, it's no. to his advantage that a lot of people still have no idea who he is across the country. I don't, no, he's I don't not, he's really not, think he's, he's not a national <laughs> figure yet. I don't think he uh, is. No, I think the, the name recognition thing is kind of low, but when he was given the ball and a chance to score, he kicked it out of bounds a couple of times, even among Republican voters. And then they keep going, well, are you going to protect Trump? You're going to keep – they're not going to be able to take him out of Florida, are they? You're going to just back the National Guard down there and just keep – well, I, I have a uh, – can I buy a vowel? You know, it's, it's that kind of shit. Well, t- to be completely fair, it's not his fault. You need to stop Trump being exists. fair. First of all, wait, first of all stop, wait, being it's not his fault. stop being fair about Ron DeSantis, Brad. But wait, wait, wait. Stop being to fucking be- fair about Ron DeSantis because he ain't being fair about you. I don't live there. I don't care what he what he thinks of me. But, but yeah, let's be fair about it. Him. Let's analyze this. Well, here my analysis would be: since a what thirty or forty percent are Trump forever Republicans, no matter what, and anything you say bad about him, I hate you forever, and I will <laughs> hold it against you forever. Since everyone else besides Trump is in that position, how do you navigate that? right now at this moment and i would argue that he should have been smart enough to say well and he would never say this as a a harvard law school graduate because of course that's a that's the most horrible thing he ever did in his life as you know um but i think any american deserves the benefit of the doubt everyone is innocent until proven guilty and i think we should let the american judicial system uh, play itself out as it does for all people who are arrested and indicted for crimes. But other than that, I have nothing more to say. Mm. And uh, I believe in the American justice system. Now, email email your suggestions to the DeSantis comms team. Yeah. I'm sure they'll but, be happy I mean, you to could, have that. You can distance yourself from him without supporting him, but without trashing him. You could do it. But none you, of them have chosen to do you, that. You they've, just do decided, they've just decided to attack the the whole idea that everything he did was nothing, and he should not have to be held accountable for it. And that's you, that's a dead bang loser, right? All you all you have to do is say, "I'm not going to get involved in a in an action in New York. I'm the governor of Florida. I got to worry about this. I'm right. doing the Florida thing. I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up drag shows. Yeah. I'm making sure that we get guns in the hands of crazy people. I ain't got time for Donald Trump's bullshit." Yeah, that's, that's all you got to say. I'm yeah. trying to make sure that if the next time we do have a pandemic, we get as many people sick and dying as possible. There you I'm go. I'm the governor of Florida. I don't that's have time right. to worry about what's going on at this space called Mar-a-Lago. I've got an entire state to fuck up. I don't have time for this. And what about the parking at Disney World? It's yeah. tough these days. How's he going to fix that parking problem? I've got to. I've got to. I've got to put my foot on this rake that Disney placed in front of me. So I really don't have time for your question press. I'm I I apologize, but I've got to go just fuck myself six ways to Sunday and make sure that people who are way smarter than me are able to sneak shit in that I can't figure out. (laughs) If he he would have done, if he would have done what what you said, not exactly or, or, or something similar to what I said, what everyone would have said was, you know what he's doing? He's buying time. He 
like, and this is the, uh, this is the great Republican disconnect and why they're in such trouble right now. And I know the Democrats have Joe Biden. He's really old. None of the Democrats want him to run, but they won't want to say it. We know that, but this, that's a different issue. That's a whole different issue. The Republicans almost to a person actually hate Donald Trump, mm-hmm. right? So they, they hate him. And in their hearts, you know, they wish that tomorrow Jack Smith would drop indictments on his head the size of Mars for obstruction of justice, for uh, being behind what happened on January 6th with Mike Pence as the star witness to uh, take him down, and uh, that would be the end of that. They, They want that to happen more quickly than we do, but they can't say that. So what do they do? They go the opposite direction, and they just accuse everyone else of a Trump derangement syndrome. But they really have it themselves. It's just a different kind of disease. It's a different cancer. And they can't ever admit that they have it. And what happens, Britt, if you have a disease long enough and you never acknowledge it, never diagnose it, it never you. get it treated? You're, it you're just in you. denial. You're just in denial that you even have it. It will kill you. It yeah, will kill you're you. dead. And, and, that was, and, and there are so many different aspects of that, including uh, what happened with the all-time example of be careful what you wish for. Yeah, they got Roe versus Wade knocked out last year. And uh, look what it's done for Republican candidates for office across this country, whether they are governors, senators, North Carolina accepted. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Uh, Almost anybody running for office that's a Republican now has to own the most radical position on abortion possible. The ones who don't own that position, like Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, where's he going? He's dead. He has no chance. No chance. No but, chance. But remember the question to uh, for that stupid Peter Ducey asked Kareem: Do you not does, does the president not like it when past presidents like take all the oxygen and take all the headlines? That was the actual question that Peter Ducey asked her this week. <laughs> You're saying it wrong. It's douchey. Douchey. And you can't, there's not a Republican candidate for president that can even get a fucking head start because this asshole is out here just burning up the world. And they deserve all of this. They deserve to have it. They can't get out from under this albatross. The minute they start doing anything and they go, God, could we just stop talking about Donald Trump? No, we can't because you fucking, all you guys tweet about and talk about is how he's been done wrong, how he's such a victim of the justice system, how D.A. Bragg is out of control, how this needs to be stopped. No, this is an albatross that needs to drag you down into the deepest part of the fucking oceans. And I don't care who you are. If there's an R by your name, by the way. Good job by the guys in North Carolina to switch to the Republican Party. The water is so warm. Never been a better time, you dumbasses. But when it's really on the ballot, like in Wisconsin on Tuesday, it's not even close. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. In the closest Mm. of states, it wasn't. Yeah, got a 10-point victory for the person who uh, is going to overthrow the 
the uh, law that was uh, put on the books in 1849. 1849. Seems like a legal president to me. I don't know. It's one of those things. Yep. Uh, Also, in Wisconsin, related to that, just, you know, we need to make sure that uh, this is on the record. Now that Wisconsin may be in the position, and it is in the position with uh, all these issues being brought back up and then making it through the courts and having the Supreme Court of Wisconsin rule on it, whether it be gerrymandering, extreme gerrymandering that they have in Wisconsin or quote-unquote voting rights, uh, voter ID, all the kind of Republican wish list stuff that they've been enacting there for years and years and years and years. Um, now that's come up and we have a four to three majority for the uh, Democratic side, what's the Republican response beyond the uh, idiotic non-concession fuck you speech that this guy Dan Kelly gave the other day? That's going to go down. That's going to go down in 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 history. Jesus. Um, but there was another election in Wisconsin on Tuesday and um, a guy won a a special election for a Wisconsin Senate seat. So they have, they have in effect now um, uh, veto proof majorities to keep passing crap. Uh, But that doesn't mean it still won't end up in the uh, Supreme court because we can still file against that. But they've decided that the way to, to, to fix their problem. Now the Republicans who got voted into the ground the other day is to try to impeach this brand new judge. They are talking about it. And if you think that the law on the books there from, I think it's 1849 that outlawed all abortions that suddenly decided uh, the Republicans did that it had to be enforced now that Roe versus Wade was knocked out. Uh, They haven't impeached anyone at the state level, I think since 1853. Okay. So (laughs) they're, they're just ready to, yeah. 1853. um, One judge in, in Wisconsin state history was, was kicked out. And um, in other words, they never give up. They never quit. They, they come up with new ways to try to subvert democracy, to subvert the will of the people. That's what's going on, and that was part of that race up in Wisconsin. It wasn't just abortion, abortion, abortion. It was democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, you know what? That seems like a pretty successful formula. We might Mm -hmm. want to try that around the country. It seems to work right now, and it wasn't just in the 2022 midterm elections. It's going forward, I guess. I guess because women can still get pregnant and still not be able to get abortions in these crazy-ass states with Republicans who are very often in the actual minority but may be in office due to gerrymandered districts, which, by the way, I believe that was one of the guarantees. Did you say that yesterday? That was given to uh, North Carolina's latest turncoat. Um, who was Cotham. A- Miss Cotham, God Almighty, what's her name? Trisha Cotham. Yeah, uh, they promised her to redraw the districts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a that was a John the Catholic insight. Yeah. Okay, they promised to redraw the districts 
so that she would be able to keep getting elected yeah even after she won a 20 point victory as a democrat in a district around charlotte which of course come 2024 you know she could never get elected as a republican if that district was uh, of the same contours so yeah i fully support the the uh, non-corrupt bargain that was struck with her and you know it's i'm sure it's not about her right She'd no, be the first not. one to say this is not about my political no. future it's about yes i accept that you will fucking fix the election for me so i'll never have to go with my lazy ass we'll never have to get a real job god bless you tim moore god bless you republican party that's and then there's a guy in high point that's apparently ready to swat to switch over as well he thinks the water is great as well well how could you not want to do that right now republicans are having such a massive electoral yeah success across the country well they're not the only way they're having it is when the game is tilted when remember when when pinball machines were were physical they weren't electronic and you know there was always some kid you knew in high school who knew how to tilt the machine yeah he knew knew exactly what to do to, to 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 move it so the ball right no you can't do that but you kind of admired that kid because the kid knew how to get a high score. Well, this isn't pinball. This is real life. And, you know, this this has got to stop. This has got to stop. I mean, you know what? We need some Democrats in this state to do exactly what three Democrats did in Tennessee, which is do a little public protesting right there at their own state capitol. Uh, what's going on in Tennessee right now as we speak? Outrageous. Three Democrats, a little bit upset over the fact that, what is it, nine days ago we had children being shot to death yeah. in Nashville. Because of a drag show. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, right. I apologize. Yeah. Well, you know what? It could have been, Britt. Could have been. Could have been. And the response by the Republican-controlled legislature is to kick them out of the entire North Carolina or Tennessee legislature, which again, there's another one that hasn't been done in, you know, 400 years. And this so is so much for so much for the first amendment, huh? Right. It's not, I mean, on, on the scale of one to 10, you know, this is a point oh 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 one kind of infraction. Cause it's not an infraction. It's a, you can say it's obnoxious, but this is what Republicans do. And obviously I'm sure that the, uh, the elimination of three Democrats for a certain amount of time will allow them to pass even more pernicious legislation in a state that they already have unitary control. They've got the House, Senate, and the governorship in Tennessee. But that's not good enough, Britt. Not good enough for them. And, you know, there was a there was an assault on the decorum of the chamber. That's oh, the reason yeah. that they had to be tossed out over there. You know what? I want to see a little bit of that over here. Sure. I do. That's what needs to happen. Decorum of the chamber. Yeah. I got your decorum right here. Did you do the great Republican disconnect? Well, that's what we're talking about here. That they they don't get it? This this is the umbrella uh, label for what we're talking about right now, which is there are a bunch of states. We're in one of them. Tennessee is another one. Wisconsin has been another one. I think, uh, well, Ohio is certainly one where – because 
of the uh, gerrymandered districts, you have all these people in office who can't be dislodged because of the way things are drawn. And you have states where the number of legislators for the Republican side is far out of proportion to the number of total votes that they get across their states. But if you draw the lines correctly, you know how that works. Then you can be a minority ruling party. You can be a minority majority. You can do whatever you want, even though you don't have majority support or majority of the votes. And that's just wrong. That's just wrong. But thank goodness we had a Supreme Court of the United States that said, that's okay. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, what's 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 a big deal? Yeah. Let yeah, me do man. this little let me do this little dessert one on the way out because I saw Please. this article. Please go. This ahead. is uh, CNBC. Inflation's inventory gluts are here to stay and will hit supply chain in a weaker economy. This is according to a supply chain survey. The, the story basically says that after three years of we can't get stuff on the shelves, we can't make it to the shelves. That's why prices are so high. The supply chain's fucked. There's too much shit out there in warehouses rotting right now, Brad. There's too much shit in warehouses across America that is dying and can't. It's just, it's it's a glut. Three years, they can't get the shit out there. Oh, my God, we have to get, we can't. And now, all of a sudden, oh, it's too much. I'm, I'm going crazy here. I'm going nuts. Well, I wouldn't go nuts. Actually, in the end, that's going to be a good thing. That's going to help knock down inflation. Uh, not if you, the stuff spoils, which is one of the things that they're talking well, it's about. Not, Brit, it's not all cantaloupes, okay? We don't have. An uh, I, I'm, I'm quite aware of that, Brad. But loss and spoilage is part of the uh, is part of the the process here. Well, but I I I think I haven't even read the story. I'm not familiar with the story, but I think they're really talking more about manufactured hard goods, washing machines. They are um, in some cases, but they're so. also talking about stuff that just kind of goes bad as well that is a great percentage of what the worry is here as stated in the article so yes all of that does kind of get into it in addition to the things that you're talking about it's a great broad thing it's not just washing machines it's not just farm equipment it's not just bird seed it's all of this stuff and yes spoilage is part of the problem so that's what drives me fucking nuts right now is that we go for three years where they can't get and now there's too much of the shit well, there's no way to there's no way to strike a perfect balance between supply and demand. There never has been. <laughs> and when you throw in it, when you throw in a pandemic for a couple of years and things get bottled up, when they finally get a chance to start making shit, they start making it hand over fist without thinking, um, can we sell all this stuff? <laughs> no, it's too much. Right. We right. can never seem to get it right. We can never seem to have the just in time inventory. Well, because you can't do that because then if demand goes up, you can't meet the supply and then you lose and then prices go up anyway. So that doesn't work either. That doesn't work either. Um, this means this is a Mark Baxa, who is the CEO of something. This means that every day with every day that passes, three things are happening, growing sales risk, margin pressure and DNO. And that's deteriorated, deteriorated and or obsolete. The stuff that they've got on the floor that they can't get out to the shelves either deteriorates or becomes obsolete. Oh, the shit goes on sale then or ends up at TJ Maxx. <laughs> well, Ollie's. Ollie's, I think. Or Ollie's, good, yeah. I mean, that's some the, great it, shit. I mean, it, it is true. But, and and, and the, uh, the oversupply works itself off. 
But then they and, don't make, uh, they have to sell that sometimes uh, the margins are either smaller, they take a loss that, on it just to get that, rid of it. That's uh, too bad. I, but we win. We're the consumer. We yes, win. We yeah. win. But the, the people that they're going to have to fire because the, this quarter sucked, that's right. they and lose. If they, fire, if they fire enough people, wages will not keep rising as much anymore because people will be more desperate to hold on to their jobs. Oh, you're right. It's a win-win for all. will come down. Sorry. Bad news is good news, Britt. You're Welcome turning me America. around. This is, Welcome this is to America. News. This is great. You're, tur- you're turning me around. This is great news. And the, all the people that are fired who can no longer afford to shop at the name brand stores will end up at Ollie's with us clogging up the aisles, buying the shit that they couldn't get on the shelves. <laughs> you, know what, uh, you, know, wait, you know what kills me? Because, you know, I, I watch financial television read they're still continuing to say that people have this incredible or certainly had up until recently if not till now this incredible um backlog the supply of money that the government gave out for free during the pandemic wait a minute so people got a couple fifteen hundred dollar checks right yeah. Is, is that enough to sustain your lifestyle for three or four years going forward and you don't have to, I mean, I don't get that. Do you remember I, the big, I, I do not get that at all. Do you um, remember the big story during during like the Obama administration? I think it was throughout the Obama administration after the economy recovered from 2008 and 2009 that corporations were hoarding cash. Remember that there were companies that had like the largest cash stockpile on hand. And they wouldn't invest it in new warehouses, new machinery, capital gains, any of that stuff. They just kept it. That was a, a huge story probably for five or six years during the Obama administration. This seems like the corollary to that, that people are out there with all this cash, not spending That's why we need a successful businessman as our president. And who is that successful businessman, Brent? Ron DeSantis. We had low inflation, low gas prices. Everything was fantastic. Admit it. Come on, admit it. Oh, yeah. We need Ron DeSantis in there. He's a great – oh, you mean Trump. I'm sorry. I I missed it. 